Have I told you the chuckle buns story? I don't think you've told me the chuckle buns story. Okay, so um, I might like to hear it one day. Okay. <clears throat> Today is that day. <gasps> Hooray! Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. It's been a it's been a tough bounce back. I had a great weekend. Yeah, that was, that was nice. That's I went good. on a I went on a bachelor party excursion. Mm. Yes. So, yep. my good friend Clayton, who's getting married in December, mm-hmm. he's a missionary over at Oklahoma State, and so just about an hour's drive from here, and it was really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was just unfortunate. He had a lot of groomsmen that were just far away in lots of sides of the country, so. All of the all go. of the boys are invited to my bachelor party. If you are oh, a boy, sick. you can come. Honestly, any man who listens to this podcast and desires to come <laughs> to Patrick's bachelor party, take it from me, you can come. You can be there. <laughs> I am in charge, and you can. Come. I well, I'm part. I'm. I think I'm going to be in charge for the. Let's say. Let's pretend for a second that I am invited to your bachelor party. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think my official role is going to be – I know it's going to happen for whatever reason. I'm going to be the beer guy. Yeah. I just am going to be the guy that's told to go get all the alcohol and figure out how to how to turn everything into a drinking game. I think mm. that's going to be the role that I end up settling into. Um, oh, man. What's, what? <laughs> Do you not want me to come now? <laughs> no, I, I'm just trying to figure out whether or not this is a segue to Hot Take Time Machine. No, it's not. We've barely even started. We had no I know. Banter. I was going <laughs> to – I was like, oh, like a hot tub time machine, right? Yeah. People no, said sorry. that to I me. Just, I just spaced out for a second. I'm sorry. Today's been a weird day. Today okay. I stress ate roughly eight Oreos. Oh. But they were single stuffed. So it's basically like. So it was really only four Oreos. Double stuffed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm fine. But. um. You don't sound fine. You sound a little frazzled. I'm <laughs> so this weekend was pretty rough. Um, a lot of stuff happened with uh, with my, my job. And so that, that happened, but it's okay. I'm okay. I started reading Good. the catechism. Like I'm trying to go oh. through the whole thing. I made a reading plan where I can read it in a month. And so I'm going to read it in a month. Yeah. I'm supposed to read it in two years and I'm about a year behind the plan. You can read it in a month. You got this. But I don't want, Do you want me to. to share my reading plan with you. I already have a reading plan that I'm not following. I don't need to focus as a reading plan for the catechism in two years. Focus has a reading plan for the Catechism, the Story of Salvation, and about 10 to 15 books that they give us for two years. Oh, wow. So, it's pretty I guess hefty. I guess intellectual formation is important. Yeah, who would have Only thought? 15 books for two years? Well, they give us, yeah, I think six or seven books each year at training. Mm. So, um, so, it's not a lot, but it's just on top of anything you might be reading yourself and yeah. the catechism and the old testament and let me tell you second kings not thrilling no it's not <laughs> so i've been stuck in that one for a while i was going really hard through joshua judges and first and second samuel and yeah I was dude first and second samuel is, is bonkers when i was a, when is. i was a kid i thought i'd be cool and like write a write a musical and based on the bible uh-huh. no story no joke and I was like, well, first I got to read the thing. And so I, st- I was like, well, I basically know what happens in the first five books. And so I read Judges through Second Samuel. And I was like, wow, there, a lot happens. It's like, it's nuts. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time Saul tried to run David through with a spear, I would have many, many dollars. I would be as rich as King David. Exactly. Um, 
That was an interesting development that I didn't expect. Is the amount of times he was really dedicated to just he's like I really want to do it. Spear. Yeah, that um, only only that way of killing him. No other way. No other way. And uh, Saul like, did you get to the part where Saul like you read the whole thing? So you got to the part where Saul like tries to summon the ghost of Samuel. Yes. Weird, right? Very weird. Uh, it kind of makes sense why he ended up like dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, not the best king. Um. Speaking of we do not stand ghosts, we do not stand that skinny legend. Um, <laughs> the, I think of King Saul as skinny because of the VeggieTales asparagus. Oh, you're so right. Him. I think of him as the VeggieTales asparagus. That's how I imagine him as skinny as an asparagus. Can you yeah. imagine the Archibald VeggieTale chasing around Junior trying to ram him through with a spear? <laughs> that would be a VeggieTales episode that I would watch. I would, I would straight up. The, the spear is also an asparagus. <laughs> it's... Well, I was thinking more that he was trying to, you would skewer him and then get a whole bunch of other vegetables and kind of make like a kebab, you know, <laughs> and get it kebab, kebab and Larry. Kebab and Larry. No. Okay. That's funny. Oh, that's, that's some, that's some high quality content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. The the crazy thing about VeggieTales that I didn't notice until I got older is that they never do any New Testament stories. I mean, we all know that, but like, what vegetable would Jesus be? What vegetable would Jesus be? Oh, that's the question. One of the French peas. <laughs> really short. How would you? Never mind. I'm not. How would you crucify a pea? This bread is true food, and this blood is true drink. We. <laughs> <laughs> oui. you, you, you cannot taste eternal life unless you eat my flesh. And then a person <laughs> pops the pea in his no, mouth. I think it has to be Mr. Lunt. I think that. <laughs> Does anyone know when Passover is? <laughs> oh man, there's a you whole like there's a whole like Larry and Mr. Lunt commentary on the movie Jonah. I saw a tweet about it earlier. <laughs> really? And they're just going back and forth talking and like because it's um a DVD bonus feature, they're not mm-hmm. as restricted to like how much they can say. So like com- apparently commentary like fall a lot of stuff in commentary videos like on YouTube falls under fair use. So if you're doing commentary on a video, you can pretty much say whatever you want. And so they talk mm-hmm. about like Disney World. They talk about like like different products. And so it's weird hearing Larry and Mister Lunt talk about like you know Winnie the Pooh. You know it's weird. Yeah, that is kind of strange when you start cross. You're like this is this is strange. Cross referencing other things. Anyway, I do love Veggie Tales. Um, I, I also details since I was a to, kid. to finish my story about the bachelor party. That oh yeah. Had. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we went kayaking. Um, I saw some turtles, which was fun. I saw a turtle kind of sitting on a rock and then I tried to paddle up to him and he just kind of fell off the rock, <laughs> which was really just like an 180 degree flip from being right side up to upside down. Which was kind of funny, uh, but also like I don't know if he That's just kind of sad. He just tried to end it all, you know. <laughs> I once saw a turtle get eaten by an alligator. Oh no! I was in the Everglades and like there was a turtle just swimming, and it was nighttime, which is when alligators like to do their thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like with the other Boy Scouts, and we were blinking SOS into the light into the sky with our flashlights because we thought we were cool, and um, not that it would have done anything. And we're like, "Hey, look a turtle!" I'm like, "He's probably gonna eaten by an alligator." And then an alligator like grabbed him. And then the alligator looked really pleased with himself. And then a bigger alligator came and bit that alligator. And the alligator dropped the turtle. And then the uh, bigger alligator ate the turtle. 
When I was at training this summer, we we had <laughs> a to lot of alligators. By, we had to walk by a canal. Um, so we were in Florida, and there were lots of signs: "What don't feed the gators, watch out for the gators." But every once in a while, you'd see a big group of people gathered around the canal, and you're like, "Oh, something's going down." And we would it'd be like a fight ring where we would be chanting <laughs> for this for this duck to get eaten. You know, every no. week there's just a new duck. Was like, get him, come on, yeah, take gator, that gator, gator. And it was we never saw a live munching of duck, but I'm sure it happened at one point or another. That's I mean, that's the one the thing that I want to see. My my roommate or my teammate Alexander, he has a snake, and sometimes this when we moved back uh, after the summer to Tulsa. We had to catch some mice because they had moved in, and we fed them directly to the snake. And watching a snake eat and ingest a mouse was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Oh, it's so cool! We had a I was in an ecology class when I was a senior, and we had two we mm-hmm. had two snakes. And I, I one time I was in charge of picking up the mice from the pet store to feed the snake. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta do, you gotta do live. You can't it like you the have snake to, hates. have to do it live because the snake like grabs it and it's so fast grabs it and then wraps his body around yeah so yeah it was it was a ball python so it was a constrictor yes that's what we had yeah and richard parker is his name (laughs) that's so funny um but the the mouse it was funny because like we put the mouse in a box and the mouse is like you can tell the mouse is like kind of confused he's like okay where am i and then we drop a snake in the box (laughs) with the mouse and the mouse kind of just stops and then he looks up at us like are you kidding me? You like did this to me. It's like when you're playing a game and you walk into a room with no exits and all of a sudden the boss drops in from the ceiling. <laughs> you're like, no, I did not. I did not. Sign I wasn't, I don't have enough items. And I wasn't ready snake, for this. The snake, like straight up the snake, like took its time. It was, it was chilling and it was just looking at the mouse and it was like, you're ready for it. You're ready to die. He was like, I don't even care that there's a mouse there. And we, we sat there until the end of the period and didn't do anything. And then right when the bell rang, I think the bell like triggered the mouse to move. And the snake was like, nope. <laughs> and then he wow. ate it. It was awesome. What a confluence of events. And they only eat like once a month. That's true. They don't have very much body. Yeah. Like they don't have arms to keep up with. <laughs> Our arms actually take like, you know, we um, the, the, this the is a- one meal, one of our meals goes to, to like our, our torso yeah. and then the rest of the month all mm-hmm. of our food goes to making sure our arms and legs don't fall off this is a genuine question if i was a quadriplegic would i have to eat <laughs> the same amount as i do now because i got less body i actually you know what i don't think you would have to eat as much food as you do now right because your be... legs are like half of you can you imagine so every time not that i meet a lot of quadriplegics but every time i imagine one in my mind they're like they're pretty skinny you know because they don't have the arms and the legs but can you imagine a fat quadriplegic yeah so i <laughs> like think someone a, who's I just think really a, obese and like so a around? quadriplegic is someone who can't use their limbs not necessarily someone who does not have their limbs what's the well what is it for someone who's maybe not quadriplegic what's the word for someone who's completely has no is just a torso well someone <laughs> so someone so someone who someone who loses an arm is an amputee amputee so, a quadratic quadruple amputee quadruple so i think it's just amputee. called a quadruple amputee okay my apologies to all the quadriplegics out there listening who were offended at my implications that you are all either skinny or it would be funny that you were fat so there's a youtuber who's a who's a quadruple and i, I just played the video how does so. he record what what how, <laughs> how does he 
first of all, it's a she. So dang it. So check I'm just yourself. messing up all the all over the place um, today. Her, my I'm name sorry. is Elizabeth Wheel, and I am 14 years old. I hope you enjoy my channel. Um, so she's a how-to and style channel, and she's a quadru she's a quadruple amputee. How? What, is, what does she style? I I mean, there's no. I I'm sorry. I don't want to be insensitive, but what, oh, okay. So what she can you still do? so she still has her arms down okay, so to the elbow. No, right before the elbow, and she has um. She has uh, prosthetics, and she has videos on like how I do my makeup, how I straighten my hair with no hands. Um, I bought, oh what or uh, yeah yeah. So she. This is crazy. She like mm -hmm. she's a she's a beauty guru and she doesn't have any hands. Interesting. So I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of someone whose limbs are cut off at the shoulder and at the hip. But he had no like arms most... and no legs. He couldn't see, hear, or speak. This is how he led a nation. Which it looks like honest. most people have their limbs cut off at the elbow and the knee, and not as much the yeah the shoulder. Yeah. I'm just imagining it just a torso with a head. Mm -hmm. and that that looks like it's not that common it's more it's uh, more traumatic it's more traumatic and, and rarer to have your entire arm entire leg cut off yeah um do you know who josh sundquist is he's a paralympic skier oh really yeah so he uh he has he lost his leg when he was younger due mm -hmm. to cancer and he wrote two books one is called we should hang out sometime and the other one is called love and first sight um, one's a fiction book one's a memoir and um he's really funny like he does a stand-up comedy show lol he only has one leg and he does stand up um he makes that joke sometimes um but his book we should hang out sometime is like a memoir of all of the uh all of the girls he tried to date and failed to date mm. so he it starts out with like he realizes that he's 23 and the girl he thought was his girlfriend is not his girlfriend <laughs> oh and so he's like we've he all like been a, there he has like a quarter life crisis and goes and talks to all the girls that he used to date. It's actually really like, honestly, this book, I, I came across this book in a library randomly once. And I was mm. like, this book is perfect. And, uh, he also does, uh, he's famous for his Halloween costumes. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he was a flamingo one year. So he would like do oh. a handstand on his crutches and the crutches were the legs and his foot was the flamingo's head. Interesting. He was the genie. He was like coming out of the bottle. His leg uh, was like yeah. the, yeah. So he, he does some, he, do, he, he was an IHOP sign once. That was <laughs> really funny. So yeah, he's, he's funny. He's a good guy. Josh Sunquist. I like Josh Sunquist. How do we feel about Oscar Pistorius? Who's that? He's the sprinter that had no legs that killed his girlfriend. What? <laughs> <laughs> Have you never heard of him? No. He had the blades. He was the blade runner. He was the blade runner? Yeah. Oh, that he, guy killed his girlfriend? But then he used a blade to murder. Oh so. my gosh. What happened okay. when he was in the court? Did he did he did he plead guilty or did he try did he go to trial? He well oh no, he shot his girlfriend. Oh. And he claimed to be mistaken her for an intruder, but he was arrested, charged with murder. At the trial, he was found not guilty of murder, but guilty of culpable homicide. And I don't know what the difference is. Mm. If you're not guilty of murder, but you are guilty of culpable homicide, I don't yeah. know. South Africa must have different rules. It seems a, like he doesn't have a leg to stand on. Ah. Ah. Hot take time machine. Hot take, take time, time machine. machine.
Welcome to Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting. If you have a hot take five years or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or on Instagram or email it to us. Info at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick or Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, would you like to start us off? I would love to. Yeah. I had to do a quick dive into Facebook today. We went back in time seven years. Oh, that's, November that's tw- far. <laughs> November 24th, 2012. Okay, this is probably approximately around Thanksgiving that year. So I go upstairs to grab my calculator to do some math homework. (laughs) I come back downstairs and I realize that I have deodorant in my hand. My math may not be done correctly, but you can be sure that I'll smell good. (laughs) 19 likes, no comments. That one really did well. That one, that's pretty good, actually. That's like a wacky Ethan shenanigan. I I can see you posting that today. Yeah, but I would just post it with a lot more irony. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs math, comma, comma, when you can smell, comma, comma. <laughs> but smell spelled with one L. Yeah. <laughs> when you can smell. 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 <laughs> Did you remember those TI-84? Did you ever have to use one of those? Yeah, but I never had one. Like, you it was you didn't all, have it one? It was the dream calculator. Yeah. I was I not the... a rich kid, Ethan. Okay, listen. I, I didn't used have an it. iPod Touch until... I used that $120 calculator for eight years. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's a, that's a, that's what I call an ROI. Yeah. That's what $30 a year? Mm-hmm. No. Is it? Probably. You know how much that that's like Netflix. That's like cheaper than Netflix. 120 $15 a year. Cheaper than Netflix. Cheaper than Netflix. So, I had I had the silver edition. You know what the silver Wait, what edition? did you what did you do that math on even? <laughs> <laughs> Your iPhone? <laughs> my my old that's spice. a really expensive calculator <laughs> yeah my ti-84 i did that math my ti-84 i keep it next by my side was it a graphing podcast, calculator in case there, it was a graphing calculator okay i never had a graphing calculator it had all of these functions that the the uh the people who just rented calculators from the school were not able to have and so i was able to do math problems in a way that everyone around me was like holy cow how are you doing this you know <laughs> it's basically then, like having a computer in your pocket it was and then there was a one time where i don't since you never had one it's kind of it's funny but when we would figure out how to write scripts into our calculator and, yeah. and program them and stuff i only got as far as to to hit enter on a certain combination of letters and it would do swear words at whoever was <laughs> uh whoever was typing it in so it's not let's just say i didn't put it to the most noble of uses that's really funny. Yeah. I, I would have I would have loved like you you could program scripts into it. I would have loved that. But I never yeah. had a class where I needed to use a graphing calculator for Oh anything. really? Yeah. Yeah. I had to because I was always in, in pretty advanced math and so we always had to use it and um it was tough. So I also, this is this, this is a this is a sore spot for me. I would have been it? in pre I would have been in algebra sorry, I would have been in calc I would have been in calculus if my sixth grade math teacher hadn't screwed me over. Here's what happened. Oh, here we go. She did not recognize me. She did not recommend that I take geometry. She made me take pre-algebra my 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 first sorry, my first year of uh of what's it called? Uh, School. Middle school. Of middle school. Uh So I I didn't end up I didn't end up taking. I wasn't able to take calculus my senior year. That was the problem. I would have been able to take pre-calc, but then I decided to quit because I I didn't need it, and I was like, I'm going to college anyway, so who cares? Right. Because so. in theology, two plus two can be five. So who no, really three, needs math? 
Yeah, because three one plus one plus one equals one in theology. Right. That's true. Yeah. Two points is not two points. I'll explain later. Um, that's a LeBron James quote. It's not important. But did you ever have the? Did you ever play the games on your calculator? Did you? Were you ever able to game? Be a gamer? No, I didn't have. And I was not a. I was not an epic gamer on my calculator. No. Oh man, block dude. Shout out to all the kids who got through calculus in school because they played block dude. It was. Was this, it a game that taught you math? No, it was. It was more of a time waster. Uh, okay, I can't believe was, they were... programmed those into calculus. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, that seems and like a to, big waste of time. Literally, the day that you, the first day that I had this thing, and you go into it had all these applications, right? And these different programs that you could do that were preloaded mm-hmm. on. And when I scrolled down and I saw the word games, I was like, "Oh, I'm no freaking way. in," because the ones that were given to them by the school they didn't have they deleted the games off of it i but bet the one, yeah the one i bought at the store or my mom bought at the store that <laughs> one did have games at it or on it so block dude was this little guy who would walk around and you'd pick up boxes and you tried to navigate um your way to the to the door to go to the next level or whatever but if you put the boxes in the wrong spot some of them you couldn't be- pick back up again and so you might get stuck in the level and you'd have to start over and go back through it again Oof. and figure out the right combination of blocks and where to put them and when to put them in places and it was very simple and it was just you knew when a lesson was bad because you could see everybody kind of just playing with their arrow keys on their calculator and like looking up but not actually paying attention if i was a Um, teacher i would be able to smell that like a mile away i think they could but they just didn't care (laughs) maybe sometimes they would they would call us out like don't play games on your calculator don't play games with your calculators like yeah why i mean that's so dumb. Why did like what? Come on, Texas Instruments. What are you doing? Texas Instruments has the students in mind. Okay, Listen, that's they, they're yeah. a they're a student friendly company corporation. They have. I don't my know phone. what happened. Now I think ever became ever since I became a youth minister, I became a lame teacher. I think that's what happened. That's true. You I'm like, hey, take it. your AirPods out. Hey, stop touch. Stop stop touching hands. Stop. Quit touching each other. Quit quit touching hands. I'm like going to separate those. Quit two. linking up your calculators if you know Jeez. what I mean. Jeez. One of the one of the uh, core team members came to me and said, "Hey, you need to start separating these two kids." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've totally forgot that I could do that. Like, I totally forgot that was something that I can just be like, hey, you two are talking too much. Person, go sit over there, and you go sit over there.' I forgot I could do that. When when parents drop their kids off at youth group, you're just like their dad. Yeah, they have to listen. You're just to you. in charge. Yeah, yeah, you're the one that can say do this and do that. You say jump, they say no, I don't want On to. Who? <laughs> it's your you do that all the time it makes me so mad do what um, you when i say jump you say on who oh yeah <laughs> your, classic, your classic line did you have a hot take pat i did um yes so this was from september 22nd 2011 and this is kind of a hot take time machine that made me sad oh, um it's a an real combination mms a one-two uh, punch Hey, dude, guess what? There's this fat blonde kid who thinks he can join the football team. That's in quotes. I'm going to train and prove you all wrong. It's the blind side meets the biggest loser, which I thought was funny. (laughs) But yeah, so I would, when I was a freshman, I was like, hey, I think I could join the football team. And I was like, I could totally do this. And then I heard, I overheard someone that was like a friend of mine or, um, I guess he was a friend of a friend of mine. And so he was like talking to some other kid and he was like, there's this fat blonde kid who thinks he can join the football team. What is weird because like fat kids play football. Well, like a they do very well. Friend. Goodness. Who is yeah, this really? Guy? So anyway, um, this obviously hurt me a lot. 
This right. was very, very painful. I'm but hurt. I got 25 comments all like supporting me and being like, hey, you should do it. And so I was going to do it, but then I got appendicitis. Oh, that's I know. Isn't that worse? In other words, can we go back so, to how you how you combined the blind side and the biggest loser and about how <laughs> that's how you viewed yourself? Some listen, this is the mind of Patrick Nevy. Some guy called me fat in the hallway, so I'm going to compare myself to a struggling black youth with, with no parents. <laughs> no, the biggest taken in by Sandra Bullock. The blind side. The only thing the only thing I took from the blind side was the fact that it was football. I could have done what I should have done was um, facing the Giants. Oh yeah, it's facing the Giants meets Biggest Loser. <laughs> Don't quit, Brock. Don't quit. Don't quit. You're Brock. Look up. You're, You're in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, as a kid, watching me like, I don't really know what the end zone is, but that sounded really cool. And you yeah. said, <laughs> "Big and Man. tall. You need bigger and taller." I say that all the ever... time. <laughs> it's got to go through the middle. It could look like a dying duck. My mom and I do that bit where they're doing like the the Gatlinburg brothers and they're getting you know that you know that part. I have no idea. Where they're like, about. never mind. We, we watch that movie all the time. The Facing the Giants movie. Oh, I've never seen. I've never seen Facing the Giants. I've only seen the scene where he tells Brock to not quit. That's what um, they showed us before middle school assessments to get us oh, good. In, excited to take tests. Oh really? Wait, at a yeah. Catholic school or at a regular school? It was a public school, baby. Oh, they showed Facing the Giants at a public school. Wow. Yeah. But it wasn't so any God of the Christian. It wasn't any of the Christian parts. You got to remember, I went to school in Kansas too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the we're buckle kind of, of the Bible Belt. We're kind um, of behind on on the times. Um, did you watch also, any of those other movies? Which ones? So that that like movie was. I don't know if you know this. That movie was made by like a church. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. So like the guy who stars in all the movies is the pastor of the church, which is oh, the really? biggest flex ever. Imagine That's starting so your own funny. church and movie company, right? <laughs> It's Sherwood Pictures, and so the pastor is the lead in the church movies, and he's been in except every every single one of them except one, uh, Fireproof, starring Kirk Cameron, Candace Cameron from Full House, House's brother, and uh, yeah, so there's a policeman one, a firefighter one, and a football one. Uh, have you ever seen To Save a Life? Yeah, I have. That was yeah. the one we watched my freshman year in youth group. Did you know that Steven Crowder is in that movie? No the the conservative youtuber oh i i get him confused with uh with the other crowder that does uh praise and worship music yeah but steven crowder was in that movie like That's louder so with crowder the guy that said the change my mind meme guy yeah the change my mind meme. yeah he's guy. in he's oh in he's gosh. like one of the best friends it's so funny because you can like look up the uh to save a life look up the what do you call it the cover art and he's yeah. there and his hair is sticking straight up it's just so funny Oh, poor Steven Crowder. Oh, and it's the guy from Glee. Oh, I've never seen Glee. Oh, yeah, me either. But all of my posts, all of my posts from 2011, half of them are about Glee. Oh, uh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. We would not David have been Crowder. friends. We would have been friends. Yeah. We were in youth group. We No, we wouldn't have been friends because you would have been the guy in youth group that was a, that was super perky, and I would have said, I don't like this guy. <laughs> this guy... <laughs> This is not my kind Phoebe, of guy. Phoebe and I, Phoebe, Phoebe and I have determined that if we knew each other in high school, uh, we would have, she would have hated me, and I would have had a very secret but open crush on her. Mm. <laughs> open your eyes and check your DMs, Phoebe. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Can I also, I'll, before we move on, I also want to talk about the Biggest Loser a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because not only you combined, I think my two loves as a 13 year old, which is the blind side and the biggest loser. <laughs> I, I think I watched those two things more than, than I watched anything else when I was that age. Do you remember Shaq's big challenge? Nuh-uh. It's when he kidnapped fat kids in the night and took them to a camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah. Shaq's big no. challenge. So you're telling yeah. me that Shaquille O'Neal, one of the biggest people ever, <laughs> would sneak into people's houses yeah, 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 yeah. and take, their, big challenge. take um, their kids? Oh, my gosh. It featured Shaq's effort to help. The, okay, so it was the first episode, and include it was only one season, um, and it was Shaq's well, efforts yeah. to help six severely obese middle school aged children from Broward County, Florida, which is in Fort, which is Fort Lauderdale. It's near me. Uh-huh. Gain a healthy lifestyle. And I remember the I remember the the end of the episode, the last episode. It's so funny. These kids, one of them was two. One of them was weighed as much as I did when I was in middle school, but like. Wow. I don't know. I was t- I was like. So are you saying un- you didn't you didn't make the cut for Shaq's big challenge? No, I did not make the cut for Shaq's big challenge, but I definitely could have. Um, Yikes! Yeah. So I but- the amount of money that I would pay right now to see you on a television show with Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my gosh! If I I would that empty would've... my bank, I, <laughs> I would take out a loan. Could you imagine a chub? I mean, you've seen me in middle school. Could you imagine yeah. me, blonde, long-haired, <laughs> chubby little boy, standing next to the biggest person ever? Like, yes. the, oh my gosh! But yeah, so I remember the last episode. The kid like took off his shirt and was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, like I'm I'm thin now," and it, he was like the same size as me. And I was like, "I would never do that. I don't even take off my shirt to go swimming." Man. I never had that problem. I can't gain weight now when I'm trying to. <laughs> My team is very upset with me about that fact. Python club. Python yeah. club. I need Shaq's small challenge where he teaches me how to, <laughs> how to eat. You need Shaq's little challenge. Hey, little man. I brought you some <laughs> Papa John's. Why don't you take this pizza and eat Gold it? Bond. Hey, Chuck. Rings, Ernie. I love Shaq. <laughs> So I have a tweet from Alex, or sorry, I have a hot take time machine oh, from sweet, Alex Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, from October third. Oh yeah, my mine was from. Oh, I already said mine was from 2011. But Alex Paul, shout out Alex. His hot take time machine comes to us from October third, 2011. Finally got the pig shipped today. Done with those money suckers. Never thought raising pigs would be so interesting. You didn't. You didn't think. Apparently, this he was a farmer back in the day. He and was he a finally farmer. Got the pig shipped. Yep. The pig ship. The pig shipped, shipped. He shipped pigs. He shipped his pigs. Yeah, and I was like, "Do you mean you breeded them?" Shipped. I shipped those pigs. Like, like how people <laughs> ship each other. Yeah, I think so. Like in cartoons and stuff. Yeah, that's the only way. Are you sure? Are you sure he didn't acquire a vessel in which to put pigs? Nope, I'm pretty sure he wanted the pigs to be in a relationship with each other. I'm pretty sure the pigs were his OTP, his one true pig. <laughs> I'm I'm baffled. Alex, you're going to have to call in, leave a voicemail at 75251-3989. Have you checked that recently? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> There's probably a ton of monthly mailbags in there. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. If you haven't called in lately, give us, a, give us a ring. 75251-3989. Let us know if you've got a dating question or even just a question question. Or if you just want to say hi. So Do it. Voicemail that's open. Um, He wants to ship his pigs. Can he, But how can you tell pigs apart? Um, one of them is over there and the other one's over there. That's but the when only they, way you can But when they run around in a circle, 
<laughs> under the cover of darkness and you wake up the next day and you look at the pigs how do you know which one is which yeah exactly do you have to brand your pigs i think so even when all of your pigs are branded the same you can tell them apart from other people's pigs but eat within your own <laughs> well you brand them on different on different spots i think you give them tags too yeah you put a little you, you pierce their ear and put a little piece mm. of paper in it this is what i don't understand about animals that they all kind of look the same yeah i hate i hate that that's my least favorite thing about animals is their <laughs> is their brand consistency <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, this is this is my one complaint with sort of our current world design. <laughs> Let hear me out. If we could just have one animal and one plant, <laughs> and and we would call them animal and plant, <laughs> and we would eat the animal and we could eat the plant and they and they would taste very similar to each other, and then we wouldn't have all of this to do about you know oh you vitamins need, yeah you need vitamins and you need minerals you need, everything you need is an animal and plant you just eat them <laughs> if animal and plant had the had like the proper amount of vitamins and and minerals and protein and carbs uh-huh. in them then we'd be fine like you wouldn't even ever have to worry about what you needed to eat for breakfast hey would you like animal or plant this morning and like yeah. i i have to, i bought way too much animal at the it would we wouldn't even need a store we wouldn't even need a story. You just have all the plant and all the animal that you would need in your backyard. The question is, is if you could combine, well, if you could take different parts of all the animals and make, if you could just make animal out of just the like chimera out of like yeah, what would what would be if you let's say I gave you five animals, what would you pick? Um, uh, chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what what part of the chicken? Oh, you gotta no, like no. so so we're um, let's talk. So we got head, legs torso rear end and um okay 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 maybe so like the, bre- the breast of a chicken okay the 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 rear end of a pig for bacon okay um, the uh the torso of a cow so you we're, get all the steak parts. we're not really moving outside of the farm animal category are i we? mean what else what else do i eat I'm... if it's an animal and obviously the 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 wings of a falcon okay <laughs> <laughs> So the torso and the of a cow feet, and the feet and head of a lion. Okay. Because you can't eat that, but it would look hecka cool on the mantle, you know? Uh-huh. Like after you're done killing animal, uh-huh. you can stuff its head and right. put it on the mantle and then you can keep track of how many animal you've eaten. Mm. I, okay. Someone draw a picture of this, okay? It's breast of chicken, mm-hmm. torso of cow, butt of pig, feet and head of lion, mm-hmm. and wings of a falcon. Okay, a condor. You got me. Bigger con- wings. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say. Yeah, th- I don't think those wings scale up to the size of a cow. But I just want it to be fast. <laughs> I want it to be... <laughs> I want it to be swift. You... Yes. I want it to be swift of foot and of air. Like, yes. that animal would move so... No, no, the feet and head of a cheetah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. The feet and head of a cheetah and yeah. also the fa- the wings of the fastest bird. Mm-hmm. That would be... And it, that would be a terrifying animal. <laughs> it would be terrifying... But that's that is an animal that lives up to the name animal, you know. Absolutely, a lot of a lot yeah. of animals that we have right now, like guinea pigs. You know, is that yeah, really like, an animal? It's not, it, yeah, it's like, oh man, we're animals. Or is, it's like, or is that know, just some know, some you know, dirt that grew fur and decided to wake up? You know. <laughs> oh man, we're like we're like animals, but those animals are guinea pigs, so we're actually kind of like like cute, you know. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. 
think uh, if I were to to assemble one plant. <laughs> Oh yeah, now we gotta figure out a plan. Yeah, so I would, I would take, <laughs> I would take um, carrot, <laughs> apple. Those are the two plants that I eat currently. Um, we gotta throw in mango. No, 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 not mango. The tree bears all fruit. That's true. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> <laughs> no one can draw this. Moss. Uh huh. So and, we have, and I don't, think a, I don't think moss is a plant. Moss, no, it is. It is. It is. And the last one, um, just to add a little bit of, you know, a uh, <laughs> little bit, a little bit of something, lavender, a little lavender. <laughs> Teresa will be happy. Um. So those are. That's <laughs> are what we've decided about plant the whole time. Because I'm glad you let me with the animal one. Yeah, I was not thinking of plant the whole time, but I'm glad it ended <laughs> up where it did. Vote plant and animal for president and vice president. Yes. Um, confess your sins to plant and eat animal. Exactly. I I think this is. I think we made a lot of progress today. I think we did. It makes me feel really happy. But you know, I think this energy, this energy is. A we need to convert it. Podcast. We, we need to convert, convert it in the same way fear. that when we eat plant and animal, our energy will be converted and we will become more powerful than we ever have before. Oh man. <laughs> Let's get sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. Uh, Patrick, I went first for the last segment. How about you kick us off this time? We do take turns. We do take turns. Okay, so this tweet comes from at Gus Buckets from Gus Johnson, one of the one of the boys. Probably one of the funniest people on the planet. Probably one of the funniest people on the planet. Um, I had not thrown up since sixth grade. It all ended today. I have finally thrown up. 12-year streak. Beat that baby um poor guy yeah i know that sucks like first of all it's very it's very sad to throw up after not throwing up for a while feels really weird you feel like you're not supposed to do it um i know that i have felt like i was gonna throw up a lot in the past few years but i don't think i could tell you the last time i threw up really yeah i don't think i could you don't remember at all no i don't when was the last time like when was the last time as a kid you don't remember no, I, I, I remember times that I threw up. For instance, I remember one time I drank way too much Fanta at Disney World and threw up in uh, oh. Frontierland. Oh, man. Were you on the, the water ride? No, 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 no. I was uh, sitting on a bench. Oh, you were just my sitting in like, Frontierland. <laughs> my, mom was like, my mom was like rubbing my back. It was oh, the nighttime. My mom was like, it's okay. I'll rub your back. And then she patted my back and then threw up. And then, and then I threw up. She burped then, you like a baby boy. Yeah, I was a baby. I was like very little. How, I was how like, old were I you, was like, you? How much Fanta did you drink? I drank way too much. They gave us one of those cups you could fill up all day. And I was dehydrated. And, and you my were body a baby. Was like, I, was, I was not a baby. I was like maybe like in second grade or third grade. Oh, okay. You made yeah. me think that you were just a tiny, tiny guy. I was in like, like maybe first through third he grade. He needs it some milk. Little. He doesn't need Fanta. He needs some milk. But yeah, that's why I can't drink orange soda without getting a headache now. Mm, um, it sad. sucks. Yeah, so that was that was Disney World. But I, my mom was like, "It's okay, like, honey, are you are you sad? Like, are you like, is this to ruin your trip to Disney World? Like, no, we're in Disney World. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can ruin this. At perfect, this time, at this point day. in my life, I was like, my mom was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you threw up. I was like, "No, nah, I felt good. <laughs> it's funny because like the the throwing up, you have like this intense fear of it until it happens. Then you're like, man, after it's over, nice. you're like, yeah, I feel way better. Nice, yeah." So, you know, I definitely did not throw up in college. I know that for a fact. Oh, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't throw up in college. Not because of alcohol, just I know. to be clear. <laughs> that is what it sounded like. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was that was the first reaction I had when when Gus tweeted that. I was like, man, like you made it through your entire high school and college life without getting so drunk you threw up. That's a good. That's good. It's pretty impressive. That's par. That's like that's like that's above par or below par. It's below par. It's sub-par. I'm a I'm a big <laughs> vomiter when I work out too hard. Like really? that's that's just kind of a natural. I know not everybody has that, but when I if I lift too much or if I run too much, <laughs> <laughs> and I if I push myself too hard, then my body is just like, nope. It's even if I don't have anything in my stomach, it'll just say, time to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. And so I I've thrown up pretty recently, but the last time I th- had a really bad time was uh, it was Labor Day. I probably told this story before, but it was Labor Day mm. and my senior year of college. And we had a party, and there was a bit one of those big orange coolers for water. And one of the workers at the church, he had a son. He still has a son. Son still exists. <laughs> but he, Oliver was very young, and he got he went to the hospital because one of the missionaries got kidney stones, and so we went to go see him in the hospital. And and the kid got sick, but we didn't know he was sick yet. Somebody saw him putting his hands in the water cooler. Oh, no. This was a person who was at the hospital and knew that that kid was at also at the hospital. And then said, oh, it's probably fine. No. Set the water out for everybody. And everybody at that party was throwing up the rest of the week. No. Everybody. No. I was sick. My roommates were sick. All the missionaries were sick. The, a ton of people from the Newman Center were all sick. For like three days, I was bedridden. Like I could not move. Could you imagine being the guy that poisoned a group of people? Could you imagine doing it when you appear to be innocent at the age of one and a half? (laughs) I know. I know what he was thinking. Not so innocent after all, huh? Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember the last time I threw up. I was was a senior in high school. That's what it was. I had a really bad migraine. Thank goodness we uncovered that mystery. Hey, shut up. <laughs> I'm happy that I remembered it. Me too. So it was, it was a, uh, it was a, I was a senior in high school. We went to go see the light show in Florida. So we have like outdoor Christmas lights in the park and it's like really nice because it never snows there. So you yeah. can go whenever you got to make want. up for it somehow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so we were driving through and I had like a really bad migraine, but I still wanted to go. Cause I, all my, all my call, all my friends were back from college. So like I was a senior. So all my friends who were, who were seniors before me graduated, they were back. And my friend, Elizabeth, was sitting in the car next to me and she had like an extra shirt in her bag. Mm-hmm. This comes in handy later. This is, this is important for later. I, I had to get out of the car and then I just started vomiting. I threw up for like Aww. maybe two minutes and then I was like, well, that's that. I feel a lot better now. And so I probably have to go home. And so I got home, but like I had like throw up on me. And so she like gave me her extra shirt to like wipe it off. Mm-hmm. And so I took her shirt and I like, I washed it and she was like, you could keep it. And so I still have her shirt at my house. So that's wow. the last time I threw up. So you, yep. you threw up and you stole someone's shirt at the same time. I know. Double trouble. <laughs> Double trouble. So what's your what's your tweet that made you sad? <laughs> it's I saw this one today. Um, it's from one of those like girl Ladies accounts. and gentlemen, welcome to the show you've been waiting kind of for since puberty. It's Dr. Mason's Dating Corner. It's from at lonely underscore airy, A-R-I. Yeah. She said, who checked up on you today? Exactly. No. And it's one of those things that I'm like, 
Hmm. I understand the sentiment behind it, right? And it's starting to be this positive sort of post. Wait, what's it supposed to say? It's supposed to say if if your friends aren't checking up on you daily, then they're not real friends. Oh, well, that's not true. I know, and that's not real friendship. And so I'm sad because this girl thinks that being a real friend means that somebody texts you once a day. Yeah. And that's that made me sad. And yeah. it, a lot of people are like kind of trying to destroy her and saying like, well, who did you check up on today? I'm like, I don't think that's the right approach. Uh, that's just, it's, and somebody quote tweeted it. And this is what originally made me see the, the tweet this morning was when somebody said like, why do we allow ourselves to worship our friends? You know, like huh. why, why are we demanding that our, that we become the center of our friends' lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And why are we allowing ourselves to, let our friends become the center of our lives like that doesn't make any yeah. sense you know like friends need to have their proper order um yeah, in the place of all of these things so it's kind of i i i went through this when i was in high school i was talking to my my parents were like you're never home blah 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 and i'm like well if i don't hang out with my friends then they won't like me anymore my parents were like well that's just not true and i'm like you don't understand yeah. you don't get it now i, I understand now i understand. I know you've I'm, lived four times the uh-huh. amount that i have but. yeah now that i'm not 14 i kind of get where they're coming from but it's sad to see people who are in their 20s still having this mindset of if my friends yeah. aren't always talking to me or if i'm not always talking to my friends then they're not my real friends yeah that is sad because like, i i i can i can see i can see where that sentiment has like it's so in. easy with technology yeah. and everything to just yeah. slip right into that. And that's not real friendship. Well, I mean, it was super easy. Like I, I, I was looking for tweets, the hot take time machines, uh-huh. obviously. And, and I like a lot of, a lot of what people were posting, like on my wall or I was tweet, I was like posting about this. It was like, someone texted me, someone texted me, someone texted me. It was cause I was home bored. Mm. Right. Yeah. But like, you can just be home and be bored. That's an okay thing. But like, for some reason, when you have constant access to your friends, you don't want to be bored. And so it's people who, when you have constant access, I remember in middle school, it was like really sad when you saw that people would stop, people weren't texting you as often as they were. It's like, well, you have constant access to me. Why don't you, why don't you want to be with me? It's like this psychological need to be wanted. That is like now it's now being told that it can have what it wants, whenever it wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. We yeah, we all have this need to be wanted, but now mm-hmm. we have this like we we, we develop this, this twisted to, yeah. yeah. We have this ability to be satisfied in that need in a different way and it's instant and it's constant. And so it's it's kind of, it's it's bad. We shouldn't have that, you know. Yeah, I think we should really get rid of uh phones. Mhm. Phone bad, book good. Phone bad, book good. I'm going to go home and look at good screen instead of bad screen. Yeah, definitely. You, you know you know people you know people line up to see joker but people don't line up to read book <gasps> wow did you see that tweet <laughs> truly truly society truly society. i had a dream about the joker last night Ooh, spooky you it, know if he kills you in your dream you, you die in real life i was in a i was in a an audience and it was kind of the stage was in the middle and everybody was sitting around and i was like oh i can't wait for the joker and then i looked to the left of me and the person to the left of me was wearing joker makeup and I looked to the right, and the person to the right of me was wearing Joker makeup. And then I looked across, and everybody on the other side was wearing Joker makeup. And I was the only one not wearing Joker makeup. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm in the Joker. <laughs> I had to run away. It was very scary. <laughs> no, honestly, like, that doesn't sound like a dream. That sounds like the actual opening night of the Joker. Probably. Everyone's like, guys, I'm going to dress up 
like the Joker and go to the Joker. I bet Luke Carey dressed up like the Joker to go see Joker. Everyone's <laughs> every, all these major news outlets are posting the uh, what if a mass shooting happens, and it seems like they're really trying to push for a mass shooting to happen at one of these yeah Joker they like campaigning or for Joker it. movies, which is really weird. But I just want to put this out there right now. If on the off chance I go to the Joker movie and I do get shot and I and I manage to die a martyr's death, on my icon, make sure I'm in Joker makeup. <laughs> with with a cereal bowl. With a cereal bowl, Joker makeup, and a microphone in one of my hands. He died as he lived. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, died man. as he lived, illegally recording blockbuster movies <laughs> post on the internet. <laughs> Man, Hilarious. wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that suck if like never if I died that? during the Joker movie? Yes, it would. That's not the last thing I want to see. The last thing I want to see as I die is my family and friends surrounding me on a in bedside Joker table makeup. in Joker makeup. But if I say, "Hey, have, have you guys texted me today?" If not, get the heck out of here. Get out of here. I'm not interested in your get friendship. Get out of here. Oh man, what's that? What's that Kendrick Lamar line? What is that? Uh, Nobody pray for me if you're not there for me. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's you don't really, know that one. Oh, no, it's a really good thing that our main recording efforts go towards podcasts and nothing else. <laughs> oh man, what do we have next? <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to take a dive into the book nook real quick? Maybe yeah, we can let's all take, let's dive right into that bookshelf. Let's bustle into Patrick's book nook. I don't have a bumper for this. <laughs> Welcome to Professor Patrick's book nook, the part of the show where I tell you a book about a book that I've been reading recently. Mm. So even I. I have a confession to make. Oh no. I have you remember how every year uh-huh. it's been like it's been like two or three years we've done this at yeah, this point. We've known each other for quite for a bit of years. a large percentage of, of You know how every year life. I say I'm gonna read fifty books in a year? Yep. I have read nineteen. Oh, I'm I'm we're right on track with each other. I'm on, I'm reading my twentieth right now. Nice. So yeah. I but I have I'm like halfway through like ten. Oh. So I am very, very close to like upping I'm very close. Like if I get through that, I'll be at 39. Right. And so that means that Not if I get cool. through all of those books this month, I will be really close to doing 50 books in a year. And that's been a dream of mine. That's me. amazing. I'm so excited. I'm and happy for that, you. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, the, the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Let me get thanks, to the thanks, real thanks. point. Anyway. So, and when I was getting into this, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read more. And, um, I was like, I'll start easy. I'll start with the audiobook because that's fine and that's I, I i had this audiobook on audible that i hadn't read yet or hadn't listened to yet and it's called deep work have you heard of this book i have i told you about it a little while yeah so it's by this guy cal newport yes um he's a good guy he has a blog um he's famous for not having social media which is a funny thing to be famous for mm-hmm. and he wrote this book called deep work which is essentially about how uh how to to get really really focused on things and he's like, we the way we work is is wrong. We we think when you're like cramming for a test, right? Or you like go when you're in school, you're like, all I gotta do is I gotta sit down and for the next eight hours I'm just gonna study. I'm not gonna do anything else except study. And he's like, You have these lofty ideas, and then you get through like the first thirty minutes, you're like, I can't do this, and you check Twitter. Right. Um and he talks about he talks a lot about uh, how our attention works and how we have a finite amount of attention and a finite amount of willpower per day that tends to reset when we go to sleep and have a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So if we have a finite amount of attention, when we quote unquote multitask, essentially the the um, 
when you when you study something, you are training your neurons to fire in a specific pattern, mm. right? And so you're you're that's what happens when you learn. And then if you do that repeatedly, then your brain you learn the information faster. But then if you if you have like email up on your computer, your Facebook feed, Twitter feed, and your phone on, um, both phones, office phone and cell phone, and something goes off, all of a sudden a different neuron is fired, and the the pattern gets messed up. We get and completely so, off track. We get completely off track, and so that's like that's like a way to get off track right away. But then uh, if you continuously check your Facebook feed and you switch back and forth between things, you're not gonna learn as fast. You're never gonna learn anything. You're never going to learn anything. And so he recommends setting aside an hour or two hours a day for deep work. And essentially he says that he says that in general, even the people that are best at it, like people have been doing it for years can really only do four hours at most. Wow. Um, and like most people can only do like 30 minutes to an hour of, of deep work. So what the heck is this eight hour work day all about? Huh? Right. So the rest of the eight hours is dedicated to what he calls shallow work, ah. which he defines as something that can be done by a someone who has just graduated from college. Right. That has no experience in your field. So if someone if, if you're about to go do something that someone from. So this is this is but this is for like professionals. Um, and he's also a college professor. So like maybe for if you're in college, you could use high school as an example. Mm-hmm. If you are if you are going to go do something that you could train someone to do like fresh out of high school, a very bright kid who has no experience in your field, then that is shallow work. And that includes like sending emails, organizing your folders. Um, like me, like typing up, typing up something, a summary of like a meeting that's like shallow work, right? Going to a meeting is shallow work, but deep work for me would be like reading through the catechism and figuring out like what paragraphs to use for my curriculum and applying them into a talk. Like that's deep work. That's something that, only someone with like a degree or like months of training could do. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say like I do deep work, but I don't have a degree in what I do deep work in. Yeah, so like it's I... it's it's not it's the, our jobs don't really require degrees, so it's a little different. His his job, he's writing this book for people who have master's degrees in their uh, field, and he he himself is a has a doctorate in computer science. Wow. And so yeah, and it's just crazy to hear this guy talk about how he doesn't use the internet. The other cool thing he does is um. This book has four rules for how to implement deep work, but he spends the first half of the book defining it. One of the rules that I thought was kind of interesting, and I want to just say this because I think everyone should use this. A lot of us schedule time away from our phones and away from the internet to like take a break. He says you should do the opposite. So you should schedule time on the internet. Interesting. And so you it resets you to think, oh, being on the internet is not my default. Right. Because when you schedule time off, that means that being on is your default. And so it's easier to go on the internet. But he says like, and he's like, it doesn't, I'm not going to say don't watch Netflix in the evening. I'm not going to say that at all. But if you, if you, if you're, if the internet is like your primary source of entertainment at night, that's fine. Schedule like three hours of internet time. But once that's up, you're done. It's just, you, you don't use the internet until it's internet time so when you're sitting at your desk at your job just write the next time you can go on the internet and don't use the internet in between that and if all of a sudden you need to pull something up schedule an internet block in five minutes just wait i, I thought that was a really good idea and That's i started possible. using that and it's like it's like yeah it's it's totally easy he's a very reasonable person he's not like a luddite you know mm. but um but yeah like he, he essentially yeah <laughs> and it, it uh essentially it's how to not burn out because oh. deep work, I think, is a um, 
it's an act of leisure in a sense, right? Even though it has the word work in it, you're still learning and like learning new things is leisurely. He says that your your brain doesn't like to just vegetate. You feel like crap after you vegetate. Mm. So if you if you give your brain like two hours or an hour a day where it's just really focusing on something, you'll feel great. And I started doing it in the morning. Um, I get to work really early, and then in the mornings I just spend two hours like reading or like thinking about a talk or something like that, and it it sets the tone for the rest of my day. And then the rest of my day is shallow, and it's like meetings and talking to people and sending emails. Um, yeah. So I think that, I think that my email habits in college helped my job because my email habits in college were don't check your email ever. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a good habit necessarily. <laughs> I only check my email maybe like three times a day, right? Like after my, after I don't, I don't check my email until like 11 o'clock and then after I come back from lunch and then right before I leave. Yeah, I don't really. I, mean, I don't get emailed a lot though, so I get emails all the time. I, I I'm trying to figure out a good way to schedule in administrative time because I have about three a three hour block on Tuesday that I use to do all of my email, all of my crunch work, and all of my yeah. just everything. But do you use Outlook? Yeah, you can schedule your emails to not be delivered to your inbox until a certain time. Yeah, but sometimes they're urgent, and so it's. Okay, this is good. So one of the things, one of the things that he talks about is like sometimes we have this idea. I understand. I I believe you that some are urgent, right? Yeah. But he says that some things are like we think things are going to be urgent. We're like I have to make myself available just in case something urgent happens. Mm -hmm. But he says like just give it a week, and if something urgent happens, that like something he says odds are like nothing nothing irreversible is going to happen if you like say okay for this week I'm only going to check my email at noon. And then, like, if something bad happens, it was just a week. Don't do it again. You yeah. Know? No, that's fair. Um, I'm just not ready to make that leap yet. And I don't think okay. I need to because I don't think – I'm definitely not addicted to checking my email. That's, like, the thing that is not my problem. Yeah, that's true. I, like I, – so. I, I see where he's coming from because I can see how someone would get addicted to checking their email because email is, like, a really easy thing. You can, like, clear your inbox and you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm doing things. I'm sending emails. I'm getting tasks done. But it's empty tasks. You know, it's not real tasks. You, like, fire off an email. He does have a whole section in there about how to write a good email, which I thought was very kind of cool. Very useful. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, I hate it when people email me, like, hey, can you talk to me about this? When are you free? And then I have to respond with, I'm free. Like, I say, oh, I'm free tomorrow. Does tomorrow work? No, it doesn't. How about Thursday? No, Thursday doesn't work. How about this time? And he's like, email is not supposed to be a chat room. So, like, write a letter. Like I'm, I'm free at these three times. If any of these times work for you, just say it and I'll put it on my calendar. If not, call me. That's like an easy email. That's like two emails max, you know? That is what I do. Nice. You're uh, a natural. I, I try to be. I'm as, I'm as natural as, as they come. So yeah, that's my book. I, I think I think it's a good book. Thank you for one of these days. It. One of these days, my book will be on Professor Patrick's book nook. One of these days, maybe we can do... Dr. Ethan's dating corner. <laughs> Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Well, we have another, we'd have another whole two weeks before we have to do another, before we get to do another. Dr. Oh Dr. man. Send in, corner. send in your Dr. Ethan's dating corner questions. If you have any questions for the monthly mailbag, send those in before we sign off though, Patrick, I did just get another email. Oh, that's so good. I didn't even know email was invented back when this person was believe, doing their thing. Believe it or not, I do have my email notifications on while I'm trying to do the quote unquote deep work of creating this content. 
<laughs> and I just had an email pop up into my Outlook um, or maybe my Gmail. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and it says here that none other than Condoleezza Rice has joined our campaign wow. to verify us on Twitter in 2020. That's so cool. Isn't that Condoleezza amazing? Condoleezza Rice is everyone's favorite American political science and diplomat who served as the 66th United States Secretary of State. That's incredible. I knew, yeah. I knew all of that. You know, honestly, I'm going to be real, right? Condoleezza Rice, you're a legend, right? You broke through one of the glass ceilings. Um, one of the many. One of the many glass ceilings. She single-handedly, uh, not single-handedly, but she was instrumental in... Um, in advising uh 9-11 like she was in what do you mean say that again just say that more clearly oh uh so she uh she sorry um because <laughs> the way that you i just said uncovered that. a conspiracy yep. no the way so the way the white house handled 9-11 like there's a ton of stories about her kind of like calling the shots yes. of making sure the president was okay yes okay yeah See that? no it makes a bit more sense <laughs> no 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 <laughs> kind of lisa rice please don't unsign our please, petition please god please rice <laughs> <laughs> um let's be honest right when when yeah. condoleezza rice was was bebopping around and doing everything that she was doing i was four years old five mm -hmm. years old six mm -hmm. years old I, I i wouldn't say that i really was aware of um domestic politics at the time when i was a first grader second grader but looking back and knowing kind of the secretaries of the state that we've had since Condoleezza Rice, man, I, I do wish for the days of uh, of her, her prowess, her power. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I, I Believe it or not, she actually pioneered the policy of transformational diplomacy, which was directed towards expanding the number of responsible democratic governments in the world, especially in the greater Middle East. Now, that's something that we have Verify 2020 can really get behind, you know? Absolutely. Like that's, absolutely. We, we, yeah. we scratch your back, you scratch ours, Condoleezza. Even though I have no idea what the Secretary of State does. No, nope. does anybody know what the Secretary of State does? It's I, I, they, 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 they take care of the, the papers. How come the word secretary means something like really good in the White House, but like not the best but in everywhere else? It's, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. Un well, not bad. It's just it's like it's kind of the lowest on the totem pole. You know, it's the secretary. Well, yeah, no, it has it has like it has like a negative connotation now. Like people aren't secretaries anymore; they're administrative assistants. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like the 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 correct term now is administrative assistant, which but, I think is like more. Let's it, let's think back, right? When when was the when did you most interact with the secretary? At school. Yeah, exactly. In the front office. Was there anyone that I was more scared of? No. Than the secretary. Than the secretary. Yeah, Absolutely no, not. not. At all. Because when not you needed all. to go to the secretary, what did you need? You're, you had some sort of extenuating circumstance because you were late. Yeah. Or you were. Yeah. early or you threw up in the hallway or something something was has gone awry <laughs> right the normal the normal work week for a high school student did not include a visit to the secretary oh my office. gosh so today so can you imagine, father anthony and i okay <laughs> today ahead. father anthony and i got a text and i uh, remember father anthony is a 30 year old priest he is he is an adult like in the biggest sense of the word right mm -hmm. he is a grown man yes we we got a text from our from our deacon and he was like hey like we need to meet uh, me and the pastor need to meet with you guys totally routine but of course, like to me and to him, it felt like when you would hear or like someone would call the teacher in the class you're in and she goes, OK, yeah, sure. I'll send them down. And you're like, <gasps> and then your teacher turns and goes, Ethan and Patrick, uh, please report to the principal's office. <gasps> and you look at each other like, what did we oh, do wrong no. together? <laughs> 
like you're running through the last two weeks and you're like okay i hung out with him this and we threw soda cans on the top of the theater i hung out with him here and we defaced a stop sign i hung out with him here there's no way they knew of any of that you did <laughs> a lot of vandalism the principal's office. yeah we both did we really did um we did not father anthony <laughs> out on church property vandalizing changing the church signs across the street <laughs> changing the protestant church signs like say something else like yeah. go across the street to so receive i can i can only imagine that in the oval office there's a little intercom that said president bush please come to the secretary's office <laughs> and he's like oh barbara i don't know what i did wrong um yeah barbara was his dad's wife dang it he called his mom <laughs> linda what's... laura laura, laura that's what it was, was Dang it. <laughs> laura <laughs> do you think she found my cowboy boot tracks up down the hallway oh my gosh hey you ever, you ever read you ever read george w bush's autobiography no but i should it's called decision point and yeah. I, I read the whole thing for a class once yes it's pretty good Anyway, thank you so much, Condoleezza Rice. Thank you, uh, you Condoleezza. You've really, most, you've done a great service. You have service. the most double double consonants in your actually double letters in your name that I've ever seen. Her, yes. I thought I two e's, two like, z's, two a's. I mean, actually, it's only two pairs of letters. But Condoleezza is she's got two z's in her name like pizza. It's Condoleezza Rice. Did you know that she's on the board of directors for Dropbox? Really? Yeah. You, wow. You go, Condoleezza. Way to keep that Thanks, career. Condoleezza. Way to keep, keep that career alive. Man. No, you, you, you're, she, she, she broke through the glass ceiling and then went broke straight through the glass cloud. Wow. You know, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good stuff. She went to Notre Dame. Wow. So thank you. Verify 2020 is, is keeping, keeping on the, the party train. If you would like to join the campaign to get us verified on Twitter, all you have to do, um, yes, you can sign the petition. Yes, you can retweet us on, on Twitter. Yes, you can tag at Jack and tell him to verify us. But the most important thing that you can do is share this podcast with your friends. Yeah, is definitely. Is send this this podcast to one person and say, hey, this is pretty funny. I, I like this. I want you to listen to it too. I want you to laugh with me. Tell it, give, it to your, give it to your mom. Give it to your dad. Because they'll understand <laughs> the Condoleezza Rice references and, and your friends Yeah, they were, they were around. They were around she... at the time. You know, they were knocking yeah. around. So... Give give this podcast a recommendation to one of your friends. That's what's really you know we really put put a lot of time and effort into this. And if you value that, you will uh, you'll share it with somebody, or you'll even join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch, where you can get exclusive titles um, for download, <laughs> like like such like as the Earl of like the Earl of Sandwich or or the Duke of of Covington. You can get exclusive titles, or the talk that um, I gave on community and friendship that I posted exclusively to our patron page. Oh, you meant like titles of talks, yeah, not like not, titles like of a no. of a baronship. Unfortunately, okay, I was not referring to the feudal system when I was talking <laughs> about titles that we could give them. So that's on me, I guess. You can oh, also follow man. us Twitter at the Crunchcast, at Propostle, at Catholic Pat. You can follow us on Facebook, just the Crunch. Just, just don't. And tweet us, <laughs> tweet us, send us everything. Tweets that made you sad, your own hot take time machines, and anything that you think that we should be talking about. And we'll yeah. we'll find some segment to talk about it in. We'll throw. We'll just, I mean, if we'll you just invent a segment. Funny, like someone someone sent me something hilarious the other day. It was a guy who looks like Joel Osteen trying to get into the Joel Osteen uh, event, and he, someone bought him tickets and he went in, but because he was dressed like Joel Osteen, he got kicked out. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And he was like, Joel wouldn't have wanted this. Joel wouldn't do this. Um, yeah, and they sent that to me, and I figured out a way to put it in. 
to the show. So if you send me a random <laughs> thing, if you send Ethan a random you, thing, I figured out a way to put it, it into the, the show. show by talking about how I had nowhere else to put it into the show. <laughs> I didn't know where to put it. He was like, maybe this is a, maybe this is like a, a tweet that may, or no, maybe he was like a tweet that made it sad or a hot take time machine. I'm like, well, it isn't, but it's nothing. Yeah, none of those things. It's but... not anything, but we'll figure out a way to get into the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Actually, I do. Um, something weird happened with uh the titles of the the past couple of shows. Are you do you have Spotify open right now? Yeah. Check check our check our uh, last episode title. Did you change it? I'm gonna be so mad. You don't need to read it out loud. Ah. Of course I'll be your best man, Patrick. Yay! Wow! What an honor this that. is. It's live on the show. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna What a phenomenal a way to make way to bamboozle <laughs> thousands of fans, but then also get me live. A live invitation <laughs> oh, no, I to changed be the it. best man in your wedding. The only oh yes, I asked Ethan to be my best man, and Ethan, Phoebe's been Phoebe's been trying to get me to do this for a while uh-huh. because I, I I had this plan, you see. I was going to put, uh, will you be my best man in like the last couple of, of episodes. But I, right when I decided to do that, you started editing the episodes. Uh, um, <laughs> so I would send you like, Hey, you should name the episode this to try and get it, but it wasn't working. So I decided to do this. Was I, anyway, I was just not listening yeah. to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to do it for your own good, but yes, thank you for saying yes. That would have been very humiliating if you had said no live on the podcast. Yeah, That would have sucked for everyone. So yeah, so speaking of bachelor parties, looks like you're in charge. Great. What do you want to do? <laughs> can we take like a nap um, together? Go karts. Go karts. That I can. Go-karts. That I can make happen. We'll talk. We'll talk. Oh, but but you know you know what this means. You know what this means. What does it mean? So Father Anthony is saying the wedding. <gasps> um, and Teresa is Phoebe's maid of honor, oh. which means everyone on the altar will have been on the crunch. That's so funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> the crunchiest mass of all time. A crunchiest mass of all time. That's hilarious. Uh, well, what a, what an eventful episode, Truly. folks. Truly, what will happen next week? No one knows. No one knows. It's a new it's a new adventure every week. Yeah, and I guess the episode is going to be Ethan will you be my best man forever now. Yeah, I might change that back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Yeah.